and welcome everyone to another episode. I got to interview Jacob Livingood. So if uh, you know who he is, he is a very prominent force in the Web3 world. Um, his name is J-A-K-E-B-L-I-V-E-N Good uh, for your social media accounts. If you guys, uh, if you guys are interested in following him, it was such a great interview. Uh, we talked about Web three, ETH Denver. Uh, we got into some deep rabbit holes. So buckle up, it's about to get real. I love you guys. Let's get after it. Welcome. I finally got I got the boy on here. I'm super excited to discuss all things Web3, all things um, ETH Denver, all things just even consciousness. Uh, we won't get banned. At least we shouldn't. Uh, but I am here with Jake B. Living Good. Um, Instagram, Jake, it's Jake B. Living Good on Instagram, right? Yes, sir. It's it's actually Jacob. My my first name is Jacob. It just looks like Jake B because of the yeah. way it's spelled. My name's just interesting, but it is Jake B living good. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. That was the funniest thing I noticed. I was like, is his name Jacob with an E? Um, but uh, I always like calling you Jake B just because it's just it. I just I just love it's just catchy. It flows. I don't know why. It's just like maybe it's because I think of Outer Banks with John B. You're Jake yep. B. You're the John yep. B of Web three. <laughs> yes sir what's happening in your life man what's going on well let's see what's happening uh lots of forward ample momentum going on in the uh in the content creation space specifically the gaming sector uh which never mm. would have thought six months back that that's where a lot of my momentum would be um because it's just like a new thing uh lots of crazy cool connections and momentum in the blockchain sector um uh, having met a lot of people digitally obviously you do twitter spaces you do zooms every once in a while but these uh these irl connections just came back from ETH denver and got to meet so many awesome people who i've i've had to see like you meet them and you're like i know your voice and it's like oh we've been on a twitter space together so yeah it's a uh, cool momentum going on over there and i'm just hyped up man this year is going to prove to be the the most prolific leap forward in uh in the four pillars health wealth love and happiness for me uh in one calendar fiscal year so it's I'm fired up, man. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> That's sick. That's sick. I'm good, bro. I'm good. It's been um, it's definitely been uh, an interesting start to the week, but uh, super thankful to to be here with you. And I'm just like I'm just like ready for all the uh, the abundance for sure. I feel like I've done a lot of uh, spiritual healing the past like four months, and I had a collective call with this guy on uh, Saturday, and he just like. He kind of just went through the archetypes of like what's holding you back from actually like producing stuff in your life and uh shout out my boy jeremy griffin but like he he lit a fire under my ass just saying uh you, you get like you can heal all you want but it's time to like it's time to fucking do shit and it's just that that's where i'm at you know and, and republishing the nfts is just like the first step um to this beautiful roadmap that i have planned for uh people that 
choose to go into the NFTs route, um, but but in a gentle way where uh, they can be onboarded and learn the basics and then take that mastery as they will uh, into their businesses, into their creativity, and really just into their next big vision. Um, I used to not be an astrology guy, but uh, you know the the Saturn coming into to Pisces uh, is a big return for me, actually. So I'm I'm really excited to see you know what's going to end up being for me in this in this near future and what's uh, what's going to fizzle in between relationships, in between business ideas, in between um, just everything, dude. So like, long story short, I'm fucking electric. Uh, even though waking up early to to hit the gym so <laughs> the the energy level definitely uh kind of dies down in the afternoons but like i'm i'm so stoked to to just be here and and to be with like-minded people like you and honestly connecting with you has been such a blessing because it's really uh inspiring to meet a guy like you who has um a really nice following and is just authentic like you're you're one of the most authentic dudes I've met uh, in the Web3 space and just like on the just like on social media in general, because like you don't you don't really project. And that's why, like, I want to get to know you and I want your and I want the audience to get to know you better because like you just have such an authentic energy about you. And that's what's attractive. And that's what's going to be attractive in uh, this new this new age of uh, creation. And, And you talk about like, you know, social media. So like, what is it that you do? I know you do a lot of different things, but in terms of like the audience, what if you could like just explain it on an elementary scale, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? Absolutely, I can do that. And before I jump into that question, I just want to touch on your project, Scoops, the Scoop Kids. I'm, I'm super hyped for it because we need those people that are, are taking people. You know, when, when you go up a ladder, right, you, you need those people to, to lean back down, grab somebody's hand and, and pull them mm-hmm. up and, and educate. And uh, that's that's huge for, for mass adoption and, and helping people that, you know, the starving artist mentality is going away with blockchain. And people like you are, are what's going to make that uh make that go up. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be in your network and, and be with that. And I want to help with that. I think it's super cool. Blessings. Um, yeah. And then one more thing I want to touch on, on what you said, uh, the, the gym hitting the gym regularly, dude, I, I started taking <laughs> way seriously. I do a, a 30 day BMI check this morning. I did my BMI check. I'm down 4.5% BMI in the last 30 days. It's unfathomable. Whoa. Dude, I'm, I'm hyped up, dude. So my energy is just, I'm invigorated, dude. It's, it's lit, but, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, all right. So to touch on what you said, all right, what do I do at an elementary breakdown? Okay. So there's a, there's several different, um, levels of what mm-hmm. I do, right? So I'm a social media influencer. And with that, there's several levels. It, it, it's, it's weird. Cause it's like a tree and inside the trees, there's a tree. So I'm a social media influencer in several different spaces, including flow arts, blockchain education, metaverse content creation. That's also sometimes around metaverse uh, or uh, web three education. Uh, and then I also do gaming, which is a separate brand split. And I do both web two gaming and web three gaming. And the Web3 gaming mm-hmm. aspect cycles around education. A lot of this is educational based because I, I, as someone that has been blessed with the, the opportunity to have an audience, I feel it's my responsibility to make sure that people that uh, are following me and watching what I do have the same opportunities that are presented to them. And opportunities oftentimes begin with a level of awareness. So 
if people don't know you can make money playing video games using blockchain, then how are they supposed to do it if they don't know about it, right? A conscious awareness is the start to uh, acknowledging that you don't know something is the start to learning to know it, right? Mm. Um, So that's the content creation aspect. Now, the business aspect of it, I have an e-commerce company where I sell on Amazon FBA doing online retail, which means I have Mm. main brand contracts with big brands like Sony, Hasbro, Nintendo, Mattel. uh, And then I just scrub software. I use scrub software to run sheets from suppliers. Uh, So basically, I'm just I'm Walmart, but I'm online on Amazon. So the Walmart business model of buy low, sell high. That's what I do. I just wholesale. Uh, and, and it's dope. I've been doing that since 2018. I've taught several people how to do that. Uh, and then I have a SaaS company attached to that that I sell to other Amazon sellers. That is my software that me and my business partner had developed that allows you to take a sheet, run it. Uh, and instead of doing individual product research on 10,000 products, that's going to take you hours upon hours. It shoots you back a color coded directory of all the products. These ones you want to stay away from. These ones are meet your key criteria that you set. Uh, it, it makes everyone's life so much easier. So that's the e-commerce aspect. Uh, now, as far as uh, I skipped on on content creation, I also make uh, awareness slash spiritual understanding type content um, because I'm, I'm super big on that. I meditate regularly. I also come from a religious background. So I think I think there's, you know, synchronicities mean a lot more than what most people originally deem them to mean. Everything. Mm. Nothing's by chance. Everything's intentional and everything's connected. <laughs> um, so so I, I really uh, I really try to help people tap into that in themselves. I do mentorship calls, one on one calls where I connect with people and I, I just meet them where they're at and I help them with whatever it is they're looking for, uh, whether that's guidance in e-commerce, guidance in social media, guidance in blockchain understanding, guidance in you know tapping in and, and being spiritually connected, all these areas that I've been delving in for the last seven years, I just try to help them meet them where they're at, give them necessary practical things that they can implement in their life today. Uh, and mm. then I just follow up with them and, and see how they're doing with that. Uh, and I, I honestly love that. I'm also a uh, public speaker of all the things I do. It's my favorite thing of all mm. time. I've, o- I've only public spoke six times at, uh, what was it, four different conventions. Uh, so yeah. a couple of them I doubled up. And there's there's literally nothing that I love more than being able to, even if you don't edify yourself in, just say something that's a value-based topic. And someone after your speech comes up to you and goes, hey, you know what, what you just said there really resonated with me. And then they follow up with you a year later, see you at another event, whatnot. And they go, hey, man, I made this fundamental change in my life because of this, this and this that you told me. And it's 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 flabbergasting because one of the coolest things for me personally is not my success. It's this, the success that is a byproduct of the positive ripple in time and space that I leave in my wake. Right. I think it's it's insane. So I do that. Uh, and then I'm looking to uh, to get involved in uh, auto car vlogging because I'm really passionate about supercars. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I have not been able to justifiably afford a supercar yet, um, so I'm starting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting in the metaverse, right? I, I have a bunch of metaverse supercar assets that I just drive around and I vlog and I talk about it. Um, but then ultimately, uh, before the end of 2024, is when I'm looking to uh, get myself, even if it's like a baby supercar, like a, a Supra or a, an old GTR. That's uh, an avenue, an area of endeavor I'm looking to get into. 
Um, so ultimately it comes down to coaching, social media, blockchain education. And then I also have a metaverse club, which is an NFT project. So obviously being in blockchain and educating on blockchain stuff, I have two NFT projects that I'm working on. One is my personal project, which is very similar to Scoops, uh, where I'm, I'm mentoring and educating 111 people on blockchain and helping them integrate their business mm. ideas. And then I also have uh, Bolt EVM, which mm. is a metaverse club where I go in in virtual reality and uh, we host networking events, masterminds, educational seminars, raves, rap concerts, whatever it may be. Uh, we have one person who's a, a digital creative. He makes 3D model renders and sells them as NFTs. He uses the instance. Uh, when, when you buy an NFT, it's also a DAO. You get your own personal private instance of the world. He uses his instance as a private art expose to show his art pieces and go, hey, this is what I've got for sale. Me as a, a content creative, I use my private instance as a personal digital creative studio. So I put it on private so people can't come in while I'm recording and start talking to me. But I just make content in there as a metaverse character um, and just sit in my room all by myself. But it's, you know, it's fun. I get to be in my own energy and just goof off and uh, <laughs> spawn, spawn in supercars. Uh, and yeah, so I'm, I'm building that and, uh, and then I go to crypto com conventions and I connect with people and, uh, I just, uh, I just vibe, bro. Like I can sum up everything I do just to just vibing. <laughs> mm, yeah. That's the whole thing though. I, I, that was long winded, but that's everything I do in a nutshell. No, that's, yeah, no, that's beautiful. There, there was a reason why I asked you just to like explain everything you do because you do a lot of things and I think it's really cool. And I think, um, and I don't mean to insult anyone's intelligence that listens to this show, but like if, if you explained it at a super high level, some people wouldn't understand it. And that's like and that's fine. Like, like I said, I'm not insulted to anyone's intelligence. There's just a lot of high level concepts that you're working with on a day to day basis. And that's that's incredible. Um, so I guess like to just I'd love to touch on, you know, most, if not all of these. So with that that coaching business or um, just, yeah, that coaching business or concept that you have, are people just paying like, you know, those calls that you have, are people just paying you like by the hour, just to, like get like, you know, some sort of consultative uh, advising from you on like their business. Is that like yeah. what you're, is that what, like, okay. Yes. And I typically, what I'll do with new clients is I'll give them a 30 minute session for free just so that I can meet them where they're at. Uh, and, and learn what they're doing and, and what they're building. Uh, and then uh, typically before before they pay me for my time where I jump on a call and, and give them value takeaways with softwares and key practices and SOPs, uh, I, I take that information that I gleaned from that 30-minute free introductory call and I do product market research. So I, I know I'm coming into this with, okay, based on what I know of this person, where they're at in their social media presence, where their business is at, these are the mm. things that they need to implement in the next quarter to have a quantum leap breakthrough. And then I help them with that. And it's absolutely, it, it blows my mind. Some of the levels of success, some of the results I've seen from people like one of my buddies uh, who had a, a hundred followers on Instagram, that's his only social presence. I jumped on a bi-weekly call or sorry, not bi-weekly, bi-monthly, two calls a month uh, mm. for six months and gave him social media education uh, on personal branding strategies between YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, as well as I gave him flow arts coaching. I didn't even mention I'm, I'm a professional, uh, world-bound, prolific flow artist as well in, in the <laughs> flow arts. To to like, I totally forgot about that. Casual but, uh, flex. No, yeah, but uh, so, so I... Um, 
I, I coached him and he went from a, a hundred followers on Instagram to now half a million on TikTok. He quit his job as an accountant and now he just does social media full time. Another one of my friends, uh, she had 230K on TikTok already and 40K on Instagram. And she had a, a uh, Instagram marketing manager that was mm. getting her, sourcing her brand deals. And he was making her 250 to $300 a deal. And she was getting uh, like two, three deals a, a month. And I was like, there's some, based on your, your retention rate, yeah. like your, your percentages of ratios of how much mm -hmm. engagement you're getting and how many followers you have, something is very wrong. <laughs> so I gave her, I gave her SOPs. <laughs> I gave her a, uh, a, a write-up for uh, direct brand outreach herself. I gave her a couple of tools and I gave her a little branding strategy. And then the, what we focused largely around in the call that I had with her was literally just mindset, the spiritual principles of understanding the universal laws, the law of attraction, the law of vibration and the law of cause and effect. And I was like, like, it's in your mind. Like you, 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 you're telling me you're in scarcity right now, but you have this gigantic audience that 99% of people would love to have. And I honestly think you flip the way you think right now and, and you're mm -hmm. going to see crazy results a week or not a week, sorry, one month, four weeks later, she grew 50% on TikTok. She hit 450 K and she made her first $10,000 month with four brand deals. And she literally wow. had not passed $1,500 a month off of her digital IP previously to that. And I was like, wow. like, there it is. Like, and she paid me a hundred bucks, like 100 oh. bucks. And she went from making uh, 1500 a month to 10 K and doubled her social media in a month. I was like, this is like a lot of my students have surpassed me on social media. And the pr reason is probably because I've got all these hypothetical pots on the stove, right? I'm, I'm cooking up 15 different dishes at the same time. And these yeah. people are all specialtied in, into one thing, which I'm mm -hmm. totally about, you know, I just... I've, I've operated my life and process a little bit differently. So, well, by human design, you're a generator from what it sounds like. And, and generators like to have different passions and different hands at different things. Um, my human design is actually a generator as well. Um, and that, that's, that's how I like to operate, you know, working on a business of my own, uh, work on a business, uh, with a friend as a startup, you know, work on, um, just like, yeah, content creation, especially like this podcast, because like it, it started as uh, something totally different from what it is now. Um, so that that's just like it's really cool to like hear you 10x someone's investment. And like you. It's, it, it's so funny because like some people are like, man, I like should have charged more like, you know, like people get FOMO about those situations, but you were just happy. And that's like that's genuine authenticity, which like um in a world right now where it's kind of focused heavily around money, which there's no, no issue with money. I don't think money is evil. I don't think money is the root of evil. Um, but it's just like, we, we put so much hyper focus on like monetary value of things where like, if you're just wanting to help people succeed, like that's all that matters. And like, that's, that's the coolest part about you. Um, and, and, and you just like have so many different interests that are successful. Um, and this, this whole metaverse and public speaking, I love too. Uh, I definitely want to become a public speaker down the road uh, with either motivational or um, anything around maybe like creativity or just like balancing creativity and logic. I think that's where my business component is coming to fruition is for some reason, my mind operates creative optimism 
but then like I somehow create like a realistic expectation or like a realistic viewpoint of said creation. Like I love, I think anything can become a business or an, or an idea, but there will have to be compromise in some facet. It's never going to be a hundred percent what you envision. There's always going to be some like variations to it. And that's where people come to me for a lot of focus is because like I've published a lot of different things and, and people are like, you know, I, I, I've, I've been thinking about a book or, uh, you know, I've been thinking about an NFT project or like, you know, I've been thinking about this or that. And people have great ideas. They're just like, how do I like roadmap it? Or how do I like, you know, have this great idea, but then like, how do I have the confidence? I think a lot of it's just confidence. Like people just are timid of like acting on their idea because of some sort of programming mechanism we all had as kids in the school system, parents, like whatever that, that made us like timid to like create something beautiful. So that's kind of like the whole mission and purpose. And that's why I love talking to you because like you have that same mindset where you're just like, I can logically make this happen for you. If you just put your trust in me and we'll do this together. And, uh, yeah, so that coaching business is really cool. Can you explain? Um, I like your metaverse. Um, you're like vlogging with the cars in the metaverse. I think that's a really cool idea and concept. And I know you're working on an NFT project as well. Yeah. Um, what do you, because the metaverse is such a hot topic right now. And like, yeah. we're so early, but it's still it's still popular. Like it's still like a, a working concept that people really enjoy. What do you see the benefits in terms, you know, cause a lot of people I think put the metaverse as like a, as a negative thing. Like they put it in a negative light and they put it, they demonize like the whole like ready player one dystopian scenario, which yeah. no, no reality is, is always out of question, right? Like anything can happen, but in a metaverse concept, like, what do you think of it? Because I think there are some good components, especially marketing. A hundred percent. So I, I'm going to jump into that. But first, I want to touch on a part that you said talking about um, where, where people are like uh, a lot of the times they've got these crazy good ideas. But then there's they're like reaching out to someone like you or me where they're like, how do I put the pedal to the metal? Like I need the SOPs. I need the roadmap. I, and you touched on programming. I think it's so heavily when I do these calls, it's largely before I go into SOP standard operating procedures, before I go into softwares that can help you automate stuff before any of that, the first thing I almost every single time touch on is the universal laws and your mindset and your subconscious beliefs, because it's, it, it, you don't realize it, but if you're, if your brain is a computer, if you think about it that way, your conscious mind is your, your actual interface, you know, your windows or your, mm. your Chrome or your brave, but your subconscious mm -hmm. mind is the software. It is the programming running your, your OS what's happening, right? So if you're, if your software sucks, it doesn't matter Dude, how yeah. good your UI is, you're not going to, nothing's going to happen. So it all cycles back to the beliefs. And we, a lot of us, unfortunately, have been programmed with really shitty beliefs since childhood and people don't even realize it. And they're just like living in those, in those frequencies, in that vibrational state. And they don't even realize or understand how they can consciously dive into their subconscious mind, break the things that aren't serving them and build more self-empowering beliefs. So I think that's before, before action and execution getting your head right is just it's you could you can change so much about your life just by having your head right it's it's fire mm. but 
Mm-hmm. All right, so the metaverse, man. All right, so uh, <laughs> snow, snow Crash, right? You ever heard the book Snow Crash? Yeah, yeah, actually, okay. I have. For, for the audience who hasn't, Snow Crash is a book that uh, the movie Ready Player One and the book Ready Player One was actually based off of. Okay, mm-hmm. and so um, yes, the the movie Ready Player One is a crazy, scary, future dystopian world where this one marketing company controls everything, and they're trying to seek overall masterful control of the of the metaverse so that they can advertise to everyone and make billions and trillions of dollars it's kind of i mean not not to put names on any companies that exist in our world today but it's uh, <laughs> it's 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 got some weird similarities so i understand the fear modality behind a lot of people that they're like i'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole right it makes sense but it doesn't make sense and here's why right okay uh in the metaverse think about it just like a a a gaming experience that's just way more immersive than wasd mouse keyboard and it's just a video gaming experience but you with the power of blockchain technology it can be a video gaming experience that you can actually have real world yield from so we we've seen in ready player one you know a future dystopian world where everyone's living in stacks and and it's most people are in like ridiculous poverty and they're they're going into the metaverse just to scrape on by which is not much different than you know 97% of americans living paycheck to paycheck we're just not in uh, skyscraper stacks made out of trash going to <laughs> Going to yeah. nightly or going to bars, you know, getting getting hammered like with your friends every weekend or whatever. Not to judge those people, I'm just, it's just not, saying yeah, the not, con- the concepts. Not judgment based, but there are you know there's crossovers. There are parallels. Right? <laughs> yeah, and so um, so if you can, so like a lot of people are in jobs they don't love, right? And they do it because they have to maintain their bills. They have to yep. afford their lifestyle. If you could monetize one of your passions using technology and you could monetize it to a point of scale significant enough that you could escape your job, escape the financial matrix, so to say, why wouldn't you, you know? And so the metaverse affords you that opportunity. Now, we are really early and it's crazy that you can you can join a DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization, and you can hit a bounty. Say your DAO is centered around doing marketing objectives for a company. You hit a bounty, you get paid. 500 USDT for a bounty that took you a couple hours of work. Maybe you're creating UGC, user-generated content in the metaverse for a, a marketing company, a marketing firm, right? And uh, so you're just hanging out with your boys or your girls in the metaverse, uh, just goofing off, being funny, recording content, and you're actually earning real money that you can then go apply to your bills. Uh, and it's it's weird to think about, but it's this is a reality of today, like blockchain technology plus video games plus virtual reality equals ready player one. Now, it's not quite the oasis, but it's 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 a thing that exists. And a lot of people just aren't consciously aware of it. They don't realize that this is even a thing like it's it's crazy. And I don't see it so much as a future dystopian uh, you know, thing. I, I kind of see it as uh, the, the way that I see it, right, is ultimately, if we choose as a collective consciousness, as humanity to give up power to a, you know, a meta or a, uh, you know, I won't say too many names, I would never kill myself, right? But uh, if we choose, <laughs> if we choose to give up our power to a, a uh, dystopian oligarchy and company that wants 
crazy control and wants to restrict our freedom of speech and all this stuff, that's on us, right? But if we move into a more decentralized future where peer-to-peer networks are the regular and, you know, U.S. dollars, Federal Reserve, fake money, quote unquote, uh, stops being what, what people actually use and consider to be the real money. We've got it all backwards. Cryptocurrency is the real money and the U.S. dollars really actually the fiat. But people don't realize that because their their level of awareness is is so that they're they're listening to the programming. Programming. But uh, exactly, <laughs> it's the programming. But so if if we get to a point in in the collective humanity where we're like, okay, let's do peer to peer networks, let's do trustless systems, and let's make it so that these nodes are being validated by the users, and we're actually getting paid yield for that, right? So now we take the power back. It's literally as simple as uh, as standing up, taking the power back, and and going, okay, we're we're not going to do this. So the metaverse coming into existence and coming into mass adoption could vary. It could be either. It could be it could be dystopian or it could be you know pretty pretty amazing. Like it, it just depends on where we want to take it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's my take on the metaverse. And uh, yeah, I, I can even show you. Check this out. This should work. Uh, I don't know how well it'll come across on the on this camera. But uh, so this is my um, so so the the NFT project is this key. This is the yeah. physical item. But this is what the NFT looks like that gives you token gated access. Now watch this. Wow. So this is actually the club. Dude, that's incredible. It's pretty neat, right? Dude, that's that's insane. Yeah, and there's a board ape doing windmills. That's one of my buddies' board that's apes. Hilarious. Yeah, oh, that's Alex, Alexander Mazai, founder of NFT.tips. And so if you look, there's water coolers and fans back there. The actual club itself is built inside of an EVM. You see that? There's the fans and the water coolers. It's literally yeah. built out of an ETH miner. So it looks like you're partying inside of a computer because you literally are. That's so wild. Such so, wild yeah, this concept. is AR. This is augmented reality technology that we, we use to demonstrate the, uh, the club IRL. We brought all the uh, we brought all the tech to put people in there at ETH Denver live time and be like, yo, come check out our club. Like, but uh, the Wi-Fi there, first off, you put 20,000 hackers, about a, a 60, 40 split of black hat to white hat hackers in one room. OK, uh, you, you cannot rely on free Wi-Fi that's 20, 20 up. I mean, sorry, 20 down and five up. Like it's it's just not going to work, bro. So the Wi-Fi was dog water. Uh, we couldn't get it going except running like one frame. So we just uh, we just conjured this up real quick. It's even got a, a NFC chip in here too, so I can tap this to people's phone, put them, plug them right into the project and the website, so they can see it for themselves. Really cool concept, and uh, I think uh, as time goes on, we're going to see more blockchain projects. Part of their um, utility is going to be digital products, right? Because yeah. why just have a digital asset when you can have a physical uh, tandem item that goes with it? That like I, I bring this with me everywhere to the gym, wherever, and whenever someone's like, "Yo, what do you do?" I pull this out and I show them that that video I just showed you, and they're like, "Whoa, what is that?" And I'm like, "Dude, it's sick, right?" <laughs> Yeah, so. no, digital is, is a concept that I am working with artists on at the moment. Um, basically, part of my business structure, uh, when you work with CryptoCoop as a Web3 manager as a whole, 
So you have the entry level content for education purposes and teaching people the simplicities of uh, creating a wallet and then also like creating an NFT project at a very fundamental level, at the very basic level, if that's what you're looking at to start. But then there's tiers to it. So my top tier is working with you as an agent. So basically, I am like your representation in the NFT space where I help you kind of like what agents do for athletes, but I just do for artists. And I do it in a sense of like, I am just your technology agent because artists don't necessarily want to do all the technology components. They just want to create their paintings. They want to create their songs. They want to create, you know, their fashion. So what I'm trying to do is really hammer home this concept of fidgetal because fidgetal has that utility that is almost undeniable in a sense. And there are platforms with NFTs now where you can buy the NFT and then the fidgetal component comes from the company and the platform. So like you send the comp, you send the platform, like your fidgetal product, your physical product. So the painting canvas or whatever, and that person at the warehouse for this company will then ship it off to the customer. Because if the customer isn't necessarily okay with, you know, sharing their address to receive, you know, said physical item, which is totally, you know, that's, that's understandable. Um, I know, granted, you know, you still share your data with corporations. So, I mean, is it really that much different? I don't know. But like, I, I get where you're coming from. So the thing is, all in all, in all physical um, tangible items being sold as NFTs is what's going to hit home that utility. So I'm like super excited. And I, and I think what you just showed me is a great concept for bridging the gap between digital, you know, identity and then like physical realm identity. So that's really cool stuff. Um, so you went to ETH Denver, you said there were 20,000 people. Uh, yeah. How was that, man? Can you share a little bit about that experience? Dude, it honestly, I've been to, so I've been in a full-time entrepreneur since uh, 2018, quarter two. And I've gone to, at this point, uh, I don't know, 20 plus, somewhere between 20 and 30 in-person events for whether that's e-commerce, whether that's the metaverse, crypto, whether that's, uh, you know, uh, flow arts, whatever. I've been to seminars about all sorts of different stuff, mindset, uh, stuff like that, uh, Forex, currency exchange. Anyways. ETH Denver 2023 was the craziest event I've ever been to. It was just, dude, like, here's the thing, right? I I love, I'm grateful for life and, and, you know, I love life as much as the next guy. But when I'm at the gym or just, you know, out in public, I'm ordering Chipotle, right? If I look to the left or right of whoever's next to me and I go, yo, tell me your name and what are you doing? Like, what what are you here for? What, What is your purpose for existing? Like, what are, what are you accomplishing? Unfortunately in your, and this is just me, I don't know about you, but unfortunately in my everyday life, uh, you know, you, you ask that to a lot of people and you kind of just get a, the fluoride stare is what I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, facts, they, facts. They, they just look at you like, what did this guy just ask me, bro? I've never, never heard that question. I don't know how to answer that. When you're at ETH Denver, which is the longest running global ETH event since 2018, 
or maybe it's 2017. Dude, every single person there, every single one of the 20,000, you ask them, their face lights up and they start telling you the craziest thing of all time. Like everyone's building something that's so cool. It's ridiculous. There is no one that's like, oh yeah, I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just getting in learning about this and, you know, I'm trying to get involved, but I don't really know much. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm a VC with a $60 million foundation and I'm launching a, a NFT private label. It's like, whoa, this is crazy. And uh, so it's, it's awesome. Very cool connections. Also, not to mention, uh, you know, the event's actually only three days, but prior to that, there was a, f- a seven-day build-a-thon, which a build-a-thon, basically, they, they have a lot of big companies in the space come in and they go, look, we're putting $50,000 up this week for a bounty. Okay, this is what we want. If you use our SDK and incorporate something into your project using our SDK, you develop it here, you write the code out for it, you proof it, and you launch it, Okay, we're going to have a bracketed uh, event and there's going to be a leaderboard and whoever wins is going to win $50,000. We're going to airdrop it straight to you. Right. And, and there's 50,000 is an understatement. There's there was there was at least 4000 booths there and almost all of them had a bounty of some sort of like do this, get this. Right, dude, I got a brave beanie It's somewhere. It's not my favorite beanie. <laughs> I, I got this beanie. I love Brave. I use yeah. them there. It, uh, and uh, I got this just by going up to the booth and proving to them that I had my Brave rewards on, turned on. Which, by the way, for anyone that doesn't know, Brave is a security browser similar to Mozilla, Firefox, Google, Chrome, Safari, except they don't sell my data. I have my own private VPN. You own your own data and they pay you in basic attention token or bat token for the amount of megabytes that you utilize. I'm averaging between 30 and 50 bucks a month just by surfing the internet as I do normally because I, I live on the internet, right? And I just pulled up to him and I'm like, yo, dapped up the guy. I was like, bro, I love your guys' protocol. Your team's awesome. You're thinking outside of the box. Also, I've been using you for seven months. Here's my brave rewards. It's on. And he goes, oh, dude, here's a beanie. And this is a high quality beanie. Right. And that's just one example. Um, obviously, I'm not a builder. I'm not a developer. I don't code. So I wasn't mm. aiming for the bounties of like developing a smart contract using someone's SDK to incorporate something to my business. But that's the thing. Right. So, my, you know, the first couple of days that I was there talking to people, I was actually running the event, not not running it, but I was I was on the team, the, the crew team on social media. So I was taking photos of the event. Uh, I was interviewing founders uh, and dude. I'm a, I'm a, I don't want to like toot my own horn. I'm a reasonably intelligent guy. I do a lot of stuff and I do it well, mm-hmm. but talking to some of these developers, man, and, and I, I understand blockchain to a, a reasonable level. I can talk about this and I can, I can use the vernacular. I understand what this stuff is, but talking to some of these developers, man, you talk to them and you're like, holy shit, I am stupid compared to this guy. This guy is way over my head. And it's, it's awesome though. Cause it's uh-huh. like, wow, if these guys, if these guys are building this kind of stuff, like what is in tune for this space in the future? And then aside from just the vibes and the energy and just everybody building in tandem and everybody being so bubbly and nice, probably the coolest thing for me, uh, for ETH Denver was Right now, there's blood in the streets. The markets are down. Everyone's, you know, the the news media machine, the 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 engine, that, the little engine that could, is telling everybody, all the all the no coiners, crypto's going to zero. It's a scam. Blah 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 blah. Okay. Meanwhile, okay, a lot of people are down bad that are in crypto, and they're like, wow, I I sort of bought the top. I tried to dollar cost average in. I'm I'm broke. I can't afford anything. Meanwhile, there is twenty thousand 
high level individuals that are setting aside the financial aspect and more focused on building the technology of the future in tandem with all these other cool people. And regardless of market sentiment, they're, they're pulling up, they're spending eight days together, vibing, doing podcasts, working about how they can build in tandem and work on something together. And it's just, it's crazy, man, that like, no matter, I like, I like bear market meetups more than bull market meetups, right? Because in bull market, in crazy bull markets, Bitcoin rips up to 69, 420, right? And you got people that are are balling out of control that actually have no idea about the technology. They don't really care. They just got lucky because their brother's step cousin's pet goldfish told them to invest in Bitcoin. You know what I'm saying? So hmm, they, they're yeah. balling out of control, but they're not they're not built to last. They are in it solely for yep. the financial aspect and finance. Finance is cool. Yeah, that's great. DeFi, everyone loves it. But what's way cooler than finance is the actual global impact on putting things on chain and having like trustless systems, public non-disputable ledgers. Go into a Chase bank and ask them to see their ledger and watch what happens. You're either going to get arrested or they're going to kick you out and black bar you from ever going to a Chase bank again. It's not public information. And the reason that is, is because they're fractional reserve lending 90% of your money. They don't have anywhere close to the amount of money that they they say they have in their institution. And that's why only 250000 of your money is FDIC insured. Because if, if we go bust, uh, and by we, I mean the central institutions, money institutions, if we go bust like we did in the Great Depression, all of a sudden, everybody runs on the bank and there's no money. <laughs> Where's all the money? And uh, so, yeah, I think DeFi, blockchain, and, and all this stuff is amazing. And I think ETH Denver, big events like this, this you can talk to people on Zoom all you want. You can talk to people on Twitter spaces all you want. You can, you know, DM them back and forth, have email chains. You can, you know, do contracts and work together. But there's something different about pulling up to someone that you've never met. You've seen their face occasionally and you're like, holy cow, dude. Like we've talked several times. Like, what's up? It's crazy to see you in real person. Hug them, go out and get a drink with them or have a coffee or, or go to a club with them at an after party or get on stage and talk to them because you're both social media influencers and you both uh, do a satellite event on web two branding and web three and how it affects the the marketing of a project. Like it, it's a different level connection because like the, you, that just doesn't happen every day, you know? So mm. that again, long winded, but I love your questions. You're a great podcast host. I think, uh, I think ETH Denver is crazy. If you don't have a Buffacorn, get a Buffacorn. It is a it is a, a DAO. It is an NFT project, and ETH Denver is a DAO. And owning a Buffacorn gives you token gated access to this event that happens uh, late February every year, every year with consistency. Doesn't matter if ETH's a billion dollars a coin or five dollars <laughs> a coin. It's happening. Okay, ETH mm. Denver's going on, and you are going to meet so many cool people there that are like. In-person events are how you fill in the puzzle, right? If the puzzle of your life, you know, you've got this skill set, this skill set, and this skill set, and somebody else has all the other pieces. And you go to these in-person events, and you're going to meet the people that have the pieces that you don't have, and you're going to get everything dialed in. And it's it's ridiculous. Me personally, I was feeling a little burnt out, you know, going 16 hours a day, seven days a week for the last nine months. And I took this time to, to go to this convention, reset. I, did, I barely even opened up my computer, which is ironic, right? Because I'm at a build-a-thon where all these hackers are, are working together. I was just yeah. doing social media and networking with people. I came back. The last two days, I've had the most two, – two productive days of my life in, in like the last 12 months straight. Like 
crazy productive. Uh, I'm getting stuff done, 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 and I'm just fired up. Like I've been sleeping four hours a night for the last three days and I'm straight up just like fired up. Obviously, I'm on probably a little bit more caffeine than I probably should be. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm fired up though. Everything's happening. Like I, yeah. I can't even begin to tell you how much, how many things, everything's synchronistic and so many things are falling into place as they should. Uh, that, that I've just been, I've been waiting a long while for all these things, all these pieces of the puzzle to, to line up and it's, it's happening. And I largely equate it to the, the IRL connections I made through this conference. I cannot tell you enough how important it is when you're in a space, not just blockchain, anything, if you're doing anything in the world, find someone else or a group of someone else's that have the same passion and link up with them and just talk the gift of gab about what you're doing. And you somebody, even someone that is less accomplished financially than you is going to say something that's going to turn a light bulb on your head and you're going to go, I never thought about it that way. And then all of a sudden you, you got new momentum. That's all I got to say on that. It's beautiful. Wow. That was, that was profound. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's exactly kind of how I view it. Um, yeah. Meeting in per meeting people in person is definitely a lot different. Um, I'm actually going to visit, uh, an artist in the near future. Uh, just to get to know that person really well and, and, and get to know that person's like work and like know what I'm working with on a more intimate level, which I think is, is crucial because if I want to support um, independent creators or independent artists, you know, I definitely, I got to meet them and I got to like get to experience their work um, in, in a different lens that isn't just through a phone, uh, which definitely, um, I still have deep conversations with those people, but um, when you when you get to just like have the sensory like touch, that's that's just that's just how I operate. So, yeah, and uh, thanks for the compliment too. I'm trying to be like uh, trying to be like Joe Rogan of like Web three and just like be able to just ask like I, I I can just like you know talk for hours with someone and and create some some valuable uh, content. So that's that that was a very uh, thank you for that compliment and i guess like from a sense of when you look at the web3 space and you're right it is heavily focused on the financial aspect like in terms of uh the the bull market people and it's funny because bitcoin came out with some nfts and like there's been a lot of like there's just been a lot of like takes on both sides where people are like, oh, Bitcoin should just be a, a stable investment. Like, why are they dabbling in NFTs? Like, that's worthless. And there are some people that are on the opposite end of the spectrum. And I think it's so fascinating how the finance broke community infiltrated the crypto space when they were the first ones to demonize it. And it's definitely like PSYOP media-esque for sure. Um, where like i guess like where do you see the crypto space going like in the near future in terms of like there are so many projects out there right now i mean you have thousands of coins and like when you thought of the web 2 when you the dot com bust or like yeah the the dot com bust uh which i guess was like web 1 when web 2 there were so many companies that failed. And like, really, if you think about it, only what, like 50 tech companies really actually made it, if even. I'm just throwing that off the top of my head. And then there were like hundreds. And now you got like thousands 
of cryptocurrencies out there. Um, where do you like? What do you see the future in terms of? I mean, we've already seen some pretty major catastrophic events in the Web three space, like the FTX scandal, like scam, and, scam Bankman Freed. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like we we've seen we've seen that happen. So like, where do you see the thousands of cryptocurrencies going? Do you think like there's going to be some sort of like make or break scenario for a lot of those currencies, or do you see the space being being able to be shared and not like have, you know, 50 coins or like a hundred coins, like make it out. Sure. So here's what I think. So one with the, with the crypto bros, the chads and brads pulling up. Okay. Everybody's got their own, their own perspective of, of what's going on. Right. And, uh, and they're gonna, they're gonna cross deletize that narrative to the, to the moon and back to try and get as many people bandwagoned on to their belief system as possible. Um, I, I personally think that, uh, you know, Web3 and decentralization allows for um, it allows for the truth, right? Because it's open, public, trustless system. When you've got a DAO structure and voting's all public, it, everything's there. Everyone, anyone and everyone that has the technical understanding to know how to read what they're looking at can, can figure it out, right? Um, now, as far as like to cycle it back to the analogy you gave of the Web2 dot-com bubble, bro, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos talked about... Um, in 1999, um, as the the stock Amazon stock plummeted from like 115 dollars to like single digits, like seven eight dollars, right? And he was like, as the CEO seated at the time, he's like, I don't understand how this is happening because at the same time that the stock is going down 95 percent, our internal systems are getting better, our order volumes ramping up, like. Every, like momentum for the the brand and the company is just up, up, up. It's just straight up ripping in a parabolic growth trend while the exact polar opposite is happening to the, the stock price or as it would relate to Web3, the token price, right? Because if you think about a, a cryptocurrency as – if you think about a cryptocurrency or an NFT project as a business – uh, which it, it is, it's just a on-chain business. Um, the, there's specific use cases for each of them, right? Um, so it really depends on on what the project is built around, whether it's a privacy security layer, whether it is like a stable coin that's just meant for you know holding liquidity, whether it's a meme coin that's literally just meant to you know have redditors pump and dump it. Like there, there are so many different use cases and things going on in the space. I think it's very reasonable that there will be a large sum of, of coins and projects that survive all these, these uh, bears and bulls, all the market volatility, and they make it out, right? Um, now, I also think Gary Vee's touched on this, right? Where we're at right now, there's going to be a lot of people because of how much money's floating around. VCs are pulling up, okay? Centralized money's about to start you know, finding its way in here. There's so much money that a lot of people are going to, see. you only get one reputation and a lot of people are going to pull up and they're going to sacrifice their reputation for a bag. And it's going to be a big bag. They're going to make a lot of money. They're going to rug their community and they're going to move to the Bahamas with $50 million, or sorry, sorry, $12 billion. And they're going to have orgy parties with all their founders and they're going to have a giant slush fund. And then all of a sudden everything's going to go boom because someone looks into the open public non-disputable ledger. They see what's going on and they go, this is fishy. They post it on Twitter and all of a sudden, kaboom, $12 billion has disappeared. You're extradited from the Bahamas. You're sent to prison and now you're you're facing uh, 
fraud charges, right? Not not that that you know is a specific example that happened. <clears throat> Uh, FTX, scam bankman free, look it up. Uh, but anyways, oh, also, by the way, funny little thing, dude, at, uh, at convention East Denver, there, all the toilet paper, I don't know if you saw it on my Instagram story, they, the, they, was, they were custom Sam bankman free yeah. toilet papers. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen, bro. I, it that, was, yeah, I was like, yes! <laughs> I should have stole yeah, one, dude. Like, I would have I kept it. But, uh, but nah, so I think in the long term, Okay, there is going to be obviously markets are volatile and crypto specifically is very volatile. And that's probably not going to stop um, because it's just cyclical, right? It's a it's a investment instrument. However, um, I personally, if we relate it back to Web2 in the US dollar, fiat currency, centralized currency, which, by the way, Nixon took us off the gold standard in 71. So it's literally not real. It's fake. It only has value because collectively people are like, oh, yeah, oh, a dollar is worth a dollar. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But uh, anyways, so I think that, uh, you know, Bitcoin, there's 21 million of them. The last Bitcoin is going to be mined in 2044. And it is a uh, inflationary or sorry, sorry. It's a deflationary asset, whereas U.S. dollars are inflationary liabilities. It's literally the M2 money supply of the U.S. dollars increased by 55 percent in the last three years, three calendar years. Your your uh, your rate of. Um, how fast we're, we're decaying right now is 12%. Okay. 12% inflation. And that's just like, that's just now, right? It's, it's, it could get much worse, especially with quantitative easing. Um, so I, I think you're, you're way better set to be largely staked up in cryptocurrencies that are projects that you believe in. Right. And obviously every, like I said, every crypto has its own use case. Uh, there's privacy layer coins. There's, uh, you know, there's there's coins that are ISO compliant. Look up ISO 20022. Uh, uh, and these are they're compliant coins that are meet up with the regulatory standard of the SEC and large centralized institutions can use these tokens like XRP, Ripple or Stellar Lumen, uh, uh, SLM. Uh, and they can use these to finance large uh, moves between different institutions instead of, uh, you know, U.S. dollars, which takes, you know, five days to clear, which doesn't make sense because it's just digital. It's not even like they're moving real money. They just type it in, click enter. But I think that a lot of these tokens that are on the market are going to survive. They're going to be here in the long term. And right now where we're at in the adoption curve, an adoption curve looks like this. Okay. And right now we're 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 here where we haven't even made we did have a, a bull run but we haven't made to the 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 halfway point where we have mass exodus and people realize like the majority of people use crypto um, we're not there yet so it's still so early we so what what's happening we are watching the Amazon we're watching the Microsoft we're watching the Apple of blockchain technology be built scaled and forged into existence right now. Now, can I tell you what it is? I have no idea. I could give you some guesses, but I don't know, dude. Like Yoga Labs has done great things. They've had a lot of success. They've raised a crap load of money and they have also generated a lot of wealth for their community. It's insane. They're almost to a, a million Ethereum of trading volume, which is ridiculous. Okay. A, a picture of a monkey on chain and in this bear market is still. $50,000. You people hear that and they have no idea what that even means. They're like, that's impossible. Who, who takes a picture, who keeps a picture on the internet of a monkey 
And if it's worth that much money, just sell it. They don't get it. And uh, that's because like it's, it's still early. And the problem is a lot of the, here's the big problem that I see with crypto. And uh, I, I work to resolve this, right? You asked me in the very beginning to explain what I do at a kindergarten prefix, right? So, so kids can understand it. The people in the crypto space, all these big crypto heads, a lot of them are so, so smart. It's, it, they're too smart for their own good. And the problem with that is, they're expl- if you've ever heard Vitalik Buterin, the original founder of ETH, talk, you have to, you, you have to pause the video every five seconds and Google what he's, the words he's talking about because you're like, I, what is he talking about right now? So you're losing 90% of people in conversation because they, they can't, fo- it sounds like you are speaking a different language. So the, a big problem we have with centralized adoption uh, is a lot of people they they're they're just not educated properly and even if they're put in front of the education that it's it's leaps and bounds beyond where they're at because there's so much terminology vernacular that they're like okay so now in order to understand public non-disputable ledgers and why open source blockchains make sense and why i should get into non-fungible tokens and how that correlates to DeFi and blockchain gaming they're like okay i have to just i have to research seven of the things that you just said in that sentence i understood about eight of those 20 words. So that that's where we're at right now. And it comes down to people like you and me kindergartening this up and going, okay, a, a non-fungible token, really all we're talking about here, okay, I've got, uh, I don't even know where my Pokemon cards are, but uh, I've got Pokemon cards and it's it's just a, a, a Pokemon card. It's a collectible, but instead of a physical tangible item, this is a digital item that is official on a blockchain and all a blockchain is is a public non-disputable ledger a public non-disputable ledger is a checkbook but again instead of being physical it is digital it is on the internet so it's it can't be faked you can look it up you can go back and see the first transaction that ever occurred on bitcoin it's there if you know how to read it it's there you know so i think that's to answer your question, short and simple, again, long-winded, but I'm, I'm trying to make sure that this is vast enough and, 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 and understandable enough that people grab this. I think that crypto is in infancy. I think we're early in the adoption curve. And I think with that comes huge risk to buy into a project that is not going to be the one to make it and everything disappears and you lose all your money. But huge opportunity because you could buy Amazon at 30 cents a share. You know what I'm saying? The Amazon of Web3, obviously. So take what you will with that information. I think now is the best time in human history to get involved. Like there's there's already been a, two large bull markets, okay? If you, if you genuinely still think that crypto is going to zero, I can't help you. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Crypto is not going to zero. It is digital money. We're moving into a technology-centric world, okay? If you believe in the U.S. dollar over Bitcoin or Ethereum, that's crazy. <laughs> that is cra- that's more crazy than being a, a DeFi degenerate. It, it, it's wild. But to each their own. I'm not judging that that perception of reality. Do what you will. But uh, I'm going to keep staking my crypto passively and earning a minimum of $30 an hour for every hour that I'm awake and alive because I have my money on chain making me money. You know, it's a lot better than trading my time for money. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great, great way of uh, explaining it, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's just like Bitcoin is like, at least to me, Bitcoin is like the NASDAQ of cryptocurrency. Um, 
like it, it's 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 a very stable investment it's yeah it's going to go down and it has gone down in a violent way uh but like once adopt mass adoption really happens and we, you know we mine the last bitcoin you know that that price is it, it it'll have its ups and downs for sure but like it's it's going to be worth a lot and you know it's just like obtaining you know at least one bitcoin in the bear market uh could definitely pay off like in in like 10 years for you like it really could like you could be on the nasdaq before the fucking nasdaq in a sense um and then like yeah like ethereum to me feels like kind of the the s&p 500 and it's and it's like that's gonna be a heavy value you know when you decide to invest in it and then you know you got the chain links, the polygons, you know, you got uh, the phantoms like you. You definitely got some some coins that are a lot cheaper that you can try to work your way up and then DCA into uh, near protocol. Like you could you could just work your way into it and then like take profits and then reinvest maybe like half that bag into Bitcoin or, you know, take half that bag and save it up. And like right now, it's just I am excited for when things decide to move on the downward spectrum because I'm and and I don't I don't root for failure. I don't root for losses. I don't want I I'm not happy with where the economy might go. I'm not saying it will go, but where it might go. But if it does, that bag will be significant cuz it's like just dropping it into these st- these stable forms of currency yeah the u.s dollar is going to be nothing it's going to be evaporated you know and and it's just like you know you can buy you can buy a lot of different things you can buy bitcoin you can buy precious metals you can like you can buy nfts real estate like anything that's just not the u.s dollar like is going to be worth so much in the future um so thank you for sharing that piece i i really do agree with you it's it's basically like in in kindergarten terms, like Web three is just going to be the new Web two, like it's just going to replace a lot of it. Like you know, it's just finding the next Amazon, the next Google, the next Microsoft. That's all we're doing with Web three. We're just trying to find those new companies. And you know, um, I also think that you know people will either wake up to it or they'll stay asleep to it, and it's just like. You can't save everyone, but you'll accept the open-minded people that want to at least take, you know, a risk or take a shot at it. Because it's not like you're going to win every single time. But it's keeping that open mind and open heart is what's going to help people succeed. And that's why I firmly believe in in NFTs as a as like a commerce because dude, Shopify is NFTs. Like Starbucks is going to get into the NFT game, like Mercedes, like all these car companies commerce companies they're they're all going to get in get into nfts so like might as well create a business around it because in the end everyone's going to have to adapt to it at some way shape or form in the next five to ten years you might as well just hop on it and learn the skills you can learn now from people that if we're not even experts at least like we have the knowledge to go and like create things of our own that we can have applicable knowledge to it and have like evidence empirical evidence so 
I love that. I think that's beautiful. I think that's, um, I think that's well stated. And I do think the community is growing. I think the skepticism, um, even as much as skepticism there is in the market, I still think there's a lot of people that are asking me questions about it that wouldn't usually ask me questions. I got a lot of people that ask me about NFTs on a daily basis that people that are in some sort of business, whether it's in the spiritual community, whether it's in the e-commerce community, whether it's in the fitness community, like I got people asking me questions that are like, Hey, you know, I've been thinking about an NFT project. What do you think? And I'll, you know, I'll think it can work. It may not work to the way you structure it in your head, <laughs> but it can work. Uh, we just have to, we have to mold it into something that's feasible. So yeah. And the ISO, the ISO coins that you talked about, um, I definitely, you know, it's, it's funny because like I've gotten into some interesting debates about ethics, moralities, like all those things. Cause it's, it's central banks that, you know, approve these coins. Right. So it's like you, you still buy into the old money system. That is true, but it's like you invest in Nike and Nike profits off of, you know, kids in China, Apple yep. profits off of people that mine in, you know, Africa. Yep. So like not going to be, it, I'm just going to shoot it straight. Fuck your ethics for all I care, because in the end we're all investing in something that isn't a hundred percent, you know, ethical people. People that are that are ethical right fighters will be super quick to uh, try to morally adjudicate you about how you know you're, you're using proof of works protocols and you're horrible and you're evil and the the ozone layer is being destroyed because of you. Meanwhile, they are driving oh, an electric boy. car. They're driving an electric car and they right. don't they don't fundamentally realize what all goes into the the back end of producing that as a consumer end product. It's like, okay, bro, like, right. That, that's all right to, to each their own, you know, yeah, everybody yeah. has their own perspective and you can view whatever you want as evil, but there's, there's necessary evils to everything. And, uh, and sometimes you, you might not know just cause something's bad relatively doesn't mean it's as bad as the alternative. Right. Right. And, uh, exactly. So I, that just comes down to awareness and, uh, yeah, yeah, dude. And then also like something that I heard from, uh, I, I was blessed enough. I hosted my first podcast at ETH Denver and it was, oh. I was nervous. Yeah, I was so nervous, but I actually, I, I crushed it according to my guests. I had a, a night of the round table situation where guests were cycling in, cycling out. I had a, a CEO of uh, Mind Your Business. I had Frankie Nines on, who's a prolific uh, NFT artist. I had the CEO of Wagby Games on, like huge, huge people that Saw have that. raised millions and millions of dollars. It was insane. But, uh, I, I heard something from uh, from a lot of them that was the same market sentiment. And it was like the word NFT, the anagram NFT or the word non-fungible token sort of been coined as the, the three letter bad word because of how much denigration it's gotten in the public eye. And it's like it scares people because they don't realize that fundamentally what we're talking about here is just technology. All it is is mm. digital technology. Uh, it's just it's got this word, which is an identifier, right? Because that's what it is. Just the same as this is chapstick. That's what it's called. Uh, or I could call it a, a, a wax-based substance that you use to moisturize your lips. Like, it's the same thing. It's just, uh, you know, 
I think the fear modality, uh, it goes back to mindset and programming. And a lot of people, fear is based in ignorance and ignorance is not bliss, despite people thinking it is. And also a very important key to note is ignorance and stupidity are not synonymous, despite people that are ignorant thinking that calling them ignorant is calling them stupid. You can be <laughs> like, it's not the same thing. If you're stupid, you, you can't fix stupid. You're just stupid and you just can't don't understand stupid. anything. Nope. You just don't understand anything. But if you're ignorant, all the, the definition of ignorant is lack of specialized knowledge, which means you don't have an understanding of this specific topic of subject matter. I am extremely ignorant on how to be a brain surgeon. I am ignorant on how to fly a 787. I could, you could not put me in a, a medical facility or a cockpit and I would not succeed in those realms of endeavor. But if you want to talk to me about TikTok marketing strategies, blockchain projects, DeFi protocols, and, uh, and how to get involved in all this stuff, I'm down and I can give you tangible real world information that's helpful, right? So I think it's up to each individual to sort of pick where they want to move into the, the, the future you want to move into and then take take what you will with that information and do the best of your ability to reach out to your warm network of people that you know that are in those areas of expertise and come to them as a humble, willing, teachable, learnable, and coachable student uh, and, and get ready to to take it seriously, right? Because you're, you're only going to get out what you put in. It's just like ChatGPT. If ChatGPT, uh, AI... Uh, indexes of data sets are super, super powerful tool sets. But if you ask it, you the, two people can ask the same gist of a question and get totally different answers because what you put in is what you put out, right? So if you ask a question and it's super broad, super general, you're going to get a pretty broad and general and generic answer back. But if you get real granular and you put in key sets and inputs and and add uh, different different things that are like different different rabbit holes that it can go down. Uh, and I'm talking getting real particular. I'm not going to give any specific examples, but there, this is actually a skill set in and of itself. It's called being a, um, a prompt engineer, and it's a new thing that's huge. Uh, but if you're a really good prompt engineer, you're going to get a great answer from those things. So if you don't ask yourself the right questions, you're not going to get the right answers. And uh, mm. with, without, getting mm -hmm. too, without getting too mumbo jumbo on the spiritual side of reality and this third density... <laughs> energy hologram okay uh we are being attacked by we're, we're in a spiritual war we're, we're in warfare right now with lower density beings that control this matrix and they're scared because humanity has the capability to consciously create the reality around them and shift to higher density planes so if you're if you're living in a state in your reality your outer reality you are not happy with you're not fulfilled you live in fear that's your bad. That sucks, bro. But also you can fix it, <laughs> meditate and change, change the reality you're living in because you, you can do it, bro. And that's, that's, that's the facts right there. <laughs> like, Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I mean the life changes I've made and then life changes that are, that are benefiting me from like two years ago, I think is, is amazing. And, it, and it's only getting better by the day, even if it doesn't seem, excuse me, even if it doesn't seem in the moment, like my life is great. I know my life is great because doors are closing. So other doors open and you know, it's just like, yeah, like that's why I stopped consuming the news. That's why like, I don't really consume like 
uh bad like tv shows or like bad movies like that have like a, a dark energy um like it's just it's why my food is like organic you know that's why i exercise every day that's why i meditate and ground like every day you know it's just you you have to tap into and that's why i've done literally emdr psychedelic psychedelic healing i've done all forms of healing and i've done it because of the programming as a kid and it's just so wired deep into my head because i was like a little i was like a lion in the circus like i was just performing for the matrix and then like now i'm like trying to transition to being a lion in the jungle where like i'm just i'm fucking you know going and i'm I'm, 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 I'm yelling and I'm being heard. And then I'm like also helping my pack, my pride. And like, I'm helping, uh, the mass groups of people be freed, you know? And, and it's just, you are what you consume. And I firmly believe it even goes beyond just like your food and like all the things like it's what you consume with your eyes and your ears. And it's just, that's like the frequency of the earth the vibration of the earth isn't really high right now because people are not motivating or like leveling themselves up, which that's not everyone. Like I know a lot of people still doing it, but like the collective, we all feed off of each other. So once we raise the collective vibration, the things that can come to fruition are even beyond probably what we can even fathom right now in our heads. Yeah. It's as simple as this, right? You can you can deprogram your mind from limiting beliefs and reprogram empowering beliefs, but everybody's programmed. It's part of being in third density, right? We are in a right. a holographic energy matrix. This this reality, this construct that you believe to be physical, it's not. It's all in your head. None of it's real. It's literally just a test of your soul consciousness. That's all it is. And it, it, that might sound a little fugazi fugazi, but it, it's not. Okay. I've, I've done a lot fugazi. of healing as well. Money's fugazi. Okay. But so everybody's programmed. Programming is not necessarily bad. It can be bad, right? It, but it also can be good because if you program good things, it, it's good. But it's simple as this. This is, this is the big key takeaway from everything I've just said. Okay. If you do not take your programming into your own conscious mind and reprogram the subconscious mind, if you're not taking that into your own hands and taking your power back, then somebody else is going to do it. And if somebody else is doing it and it's it's unconscious and it's it's not intentional, then it's intentional, but not your intention. It's somebody else. The, the, if you've seen, uh, uh, what is it? Alice in Wonderland. No, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, re- uh, what is the girl with the, uh, the red, with, with the, with the red shoes and uh, wizard of Oz. Sorry. Oh, Dorothy wizard from uh, wizard of Oz. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you've seen, if you've seen wizard of Oz, okay. If, if it's unintentional, it's not your intention, but it is still intentional. It's just the man behind the curtain. That's it's his intention, not your intention. So you either get serious, reprogram your your mind to be empowering and put you in the the outer hologram, the energy hologram that you envision for yourself, or you're just going to run on autopilot in the matrix in, you know, not the reality you want, because that's that's what you believe you deserve, unfortunately. 
and that's most people. And if, if this kind of information, a lot of this information gets censored because like they, 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 them, the elite, the Illuminati, the cabal, whatever you want to call them, the committee of 300, they really do control the world. If you follow the money, you can, you can walk it all the way up and see what's going on. The Waltons, the Rothschilds. Okay. And they really, really love what's going on here in the world. Okay. They are obsessed. They, they are, they are rife with the seven deadly sins, most of all greed. And if they can hold their, their power structure that exists today, and they can have 99% of people be zombies, be slaves to them uh, because the, they worship the dollar, then whoop-de-doop, scoopity-poop, poopy-scoop. That's some Kanye lyrics right there. And, and they know what's going on, bro. And it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I talk about that a lot and I try to, you know, say as uh, much as I can, but as little as possible because of uh, censorship, which you're right. They, they, they believe in censoring people and they'll, you know, send, you know, they'll try and censor this if this gets clipped up and, and that's, that's, that's how it works. But, um, no, you're right. I mean, when you control the media and you can control the attention, that's, that's where you win. And that's why they're winning right now is because they have control of the media, which controls people. And it's literally not, I'm not even talking about like Fox news versus like CNN. I'm talking about like Hollywood and I'm talking about like, you know, Warner brothers. Um, like I'm talking about Disney, you know, I'm, I'm talking about heavy hitters in the media. They're all a part of something even bigger and it goes even and it goes even just beyond like, oh my God, like it goes beyond like the Freemasons. Like it, it, it's, it's so deep and it's all intertwined. It's all interlinked. And, you know, when you look at certain church structures, like that's just another media outlet where you go on Sundays, who you consume religiously, that's another form of control. Do they put you in a state of fear? Do they put you in a state of we have to suffer? Because that's not what Jesus wanted for us. He didn't want us to suffer. He didn't want us no. to suffer. That wasn't that wasn't his intention behind his sacrifice at all. His sacrifice was for himself so we all could live lives of, of beauty. Um, and not to say that life isn't meant to be hard at times because it is meant to be hard but we aren't meant to live in constant suffering. Like that's, that's the difference. So I know that was a long, <laughs> long winded tangent, but no, I'm with you. Like the powers that be want us to just work our job, watch that movie, watch the news, vote for political theater, theatrics, political theatrics, uh, pay your taxes and buy luxury brands that are uh, full of shit and uh, full of really deep, dark intentions. That's, that's where they win. And um, once we get past that and we cleanse everything the way we do, uh, Connie even wrote a song about, um, I mean, he wrote a secular album and he said, uh, one of my favorite lines is he's like, Jesus cleansed the music. And uh, 
that's one of my favorite things because I'm like, yes, Jesus, let's cleanse the music. Let's cleanse TV, movies, art, fashion. Let's, let's cleanse it all. And that's, that's, that's the purpose behind everyone's, everyone's conscious true intention is to cleanse some sort of reality that we live in right now. Healthcare was just the first step. I truly believe the vaccination data and everything that came out was the first domino that now is going to trickle into the healthcare system. And then it's going to go into the media system. And then it's going to go into the spiritual system. The spiritual system will be last because that is the heaviest that 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 was where the first foundation was set and i won't name the church because i won't do it might piss off some friends and family so i won't name the church system but we all know who which church system it is that will be the last foundation to fall yep and when it does that's when we'll truly know like we are spiritually set free and will that ever happen when i'm alive Fuck, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to do what I can do and live with purpose and intention. And that's what I love about you. You live with purpose and intention every single day. So I'm thankful to do this interview with you. Thank you, bro. Real, real recognize real. And I just, I try to, despite all the crazy stuff going on in the world, I, I do my best to live in my truth and just, uh, not be phased, choose to see, see all the scary stuff, but instead of choosing to fall back down into living in fear, I continue to practice gratitude, practice living in love and, and having that Christ-like consciousness, emulating that in my day-to-day so that every person I touch in my reality, they, they have that little, they, they see me as that little light and then they can, that, that light can spark in them. And then that just, that's a domino effect that just changes the whole world. Like, honestly, the the red pill, okay, the words are backwards, but it's good for humanity, but it's bad for Moloch, okay? If you don't know who Moloch is, look it up, okay? He's an owl god that the elites go to uh, Bohemian Grove to burn an effigy and a sacrifice for every year because they think he gives them prosperity and abundance, but ultimately they're fallen. And uh, we've talked a lot about, you know, churches and Jesus and, you know, whether you believe in religion, organized religion or not, uh, whether you believe an intelligent creator, intelligent design exists or not, um, it, it, is my, uh, it is my opinion of reality based on the things I've experienced, the psychedelic healing that I've done, that third density uh, is truly ruled by evil powers, satanic individuals that worship Moloch, they worship Satan, they have negative intentions for the majority of people. Uh, and, and whether you believe intelligent design or not, just the sheer, even let's say, for example, even, you know, you, we could run with the, the ideation that, that, you know, God or intelligent design creators aren't real, but just the, the fact that there are people that have hope, they have faith and they move and operate in a way in the world as to please this, this, uh, quote unquote, fiction of their mind, that in and of itself makes him real. And it, it is your moral obligation and duty to operate in the highest potential of self, your highest vibrational self, because as each individual 
does that on a daily basis, even if it feels weird and you feel like you have imposter syndrome because you're like, well, I'm kind of upset about that, that thing I dealt with in traffic, right? It's, that's not real. It's a, it's a fallacy. It's an illusion. It's an attack from the devil. And if you can overcome those things and continue to live in love over time, the collective vibration of humanity is going to raise so high that, that, that this, this illusion, this fallacy uh, of a construct of, of power or, or power and hierarchies of control that exist, they are going to evaporate and it will, we will live in five density. Everyone will be living in love. And I, I see it. Uh, you said, uh, am I going to see this in my lifetime? I hope so. Dude, I, I, I firmly believe that the, the, divine powers that be divine powers are always working for us because we do right. And I think we will see it happen. I think the good guys win on this one. And it's as simple as that, man. So, yeah. And even if it's not in my 3d physical body, like meat suit, um, I think on like another plane or just like another, uh, level, I, I will be able to witness it, whether it's some sort of, uh, beyond the grave type of thing whether it's reincarnation whether it's you know somehow being an angelic form i know i'm going to be able to see this so uh i believe you uh i guess yeah that's what i meant was you know am i going to see it in my 3d meat suit i don't know i don't really care to be honest with you i'm not attached to it i'm just attached to doing what god wants me to do and that that's the beauty of it so wait well said i uh I firmly, yeah, I just firmly agree that like it's it's almost the rapture where it's like, you know, you're you're either like fully in and you believe or like you just you 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 just want to like be yeah, ignorance is bliss type of thing. Like we talked about ignorance earlier, like if you choose to look away as it's like getting thrown in your face, like that's that's where it is. Like that's where it's coming from it's like fully it's getting shown to us in our faces now like whether it's some sort of scientific data on something like a vaccination or it's the grammys with sam smith like it's it's all getting thrown out at you Mm -hmm. yeah and like you can either be like oh you're just you know tinfoil hat you know wear or you're a conspiracy theorist like the thing is, it's it's happening right before our eyes. And you either choose to believe and you choose to go the opposite direction or you just keep following. And it's just like, where are people's tipping points to go in the opposite direction? I would say mine was yep. probably the vaccine. And then it just got reinforced with the Balenciaga thing. And then it got reinforced with just like seeing Satanism and award shows and, you know, seeing the pedophilia stuff like the Jeffrey Epstein, like, I think that was like the last straw. And then it was like, okay, we're doing a whole like 180. And um, yeah, people just got to find that tipping point wherever it is. Dude. I had to stop going to raves, bro, because I stopped being careless. Yeah. First off, I stopped doing I stopped doing substances. Uh, not that you can't have fun and enjoy yourself at a rave without substances. You absolutely can. But I, instead of like dancing around and being carefree and jovial and just having a good time talking to people, 
I, I got to a point at raves where I would just stand there motionless, staring at the screen of the all the visuals, just looking at it deep down and going, holy shit, look at all the satanic mm. symbolism here. This is this I know. is an energy uh, harvesting yeah. ritual. This is not a party. Mm. And, and so I had to stop going to raves, man. I was like, wow, this is this is demonic, mm. which is unfortunate. But that's that's where I'm at right now. And uh, yeah, and, and I'm glad that you see as you as you raise your vibration, you'll you'll connect with more individuals that are on the same wavelength and understanding and at the same conscious level as you. Like three years ago, I was telling my my family, friends, stuff like this, and they're, they they 100% giving me the you're a conspiracy theorist, you're crazy, tinfoil hat, yeah. blah 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 blah. It's like okay, but like you know, I was telling you stuff about the the controlled opposition and the COVID vaccine and and all this stuff way back when. And, uh, and now we've got Twitter files literally confirming what I said, uh, two years ago. So mm. what, what is a conspiracy theory if it comes true, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. And, uh, I used to listen to base EDM, um, and I always got weird vibes and I, and I, and hearing you say it kind of confirms my belief that the bass music was like, super satanic and like i saw like the visuals of like the demons and like kind of the evil like pictures and like the evil videos and the screamos and like even like lyrically speaking there was like demon satanism lines and it was interesting like i just never vibed with bass and i dated someone who was all about bass and she was like why aren't you about bass like what's wrong with that i'm like i just it just comes off super evil. And I'm not saying all EDM artists are bad. Not at all. Yeah. But like that, that, yeah, those music festivals that I went to, some of them, I was like, this is kind of demonic. Like I, and I would just like, kind of like, it put me in a state of anxiety and fear. Like it really would. Like I just, I would stop dancing and then I would just be like, whoa. And then, yeah, like, sometimes same. it would take me over and I'd headbang. But then, like, sometimes I'd just, like, stand there like, whoa. And it was just, it was weird how sometimes it got me, but sometimes it didn't. So I'm glad to be on that next level of consciousness, though. Yeah, man. And it's, it, like, like, there are some artists that are about the the happy vibes, positive energy there yeah. on solfagio frequencies, right? I, I'm not sure if you're, we talked on our last call about solfagio frequencies, but, like, mm. literally... 432 is a healing frequency and XXX, yeah. XXX extension or uh, mm -hmm. uh, however it's pronounced, was talking yeah. about solfagio frequencies and he was writing music around solfagio frequencies and he was, yeah. he, was killed, he was killed, right? And it's like a lot of, if you look up the Hertz frequency of a lot of these big rappers songs or a lot of these EDM artists, it's 440 Hertz. 440 Hertz I, is not yeah, healing. It's, hip, it's actually- Isn't it, it hypnotism? It's hypnotism. It's hypnosis. Yeah. And, and it actually can it can tear you apart at a cellular molecular level, like actually start disintegrating you. It's it's wow. insane. And uh, and yeah. so it's like you, you you don't understand that, like, it's not just psychological warfare through the media engine. It's literally like they're 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 doing biochemical warfare on our food, psychological warfare. They're 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 attacking us using sound frequencies at f music festivals. It's it's everywhere, man. It's hard to escape, and uh, it, it just comes down to awareness and then a willingness to to break free from the mold, escape the matrix in all avenues. The 
the spiritual matrix, the financial matrix, like you just got to escape all of it, man. And, and it's crazy, right? Because like, it, this is a beautiful podcast full of so many clippable moments of a lot of value. But the thing is we've, <laughs> we've divulged from, we've hit so many crazy topics and we've, we've gone like, we, we've gone so etheric, so spiritual uh, that it's like, we got here from blockchain, right? But it is all connected, crazily enough, right? Interlinked. And, uh, it's it's linked up, bro. <laughs> I just think, Interlinked. obviously, all of this DYOR, do your own research, not financial advice, uh, not spiritual advice either. Just uh, take, take it as a grain of salt and, and chew on it and then go down the rabbit holes yourself and go, okay, maybe – maybe okay this guy's got 330,000 followers online he's been doing social media for seven years he's been put in rooms at private wine tasting parties with Gary Vaynerchuk he's hung out with Snoop Dogg Steve Aoki BT Justin Blau all these A-list celebrities in personal rooms and galas with them that he's privately invited to maybe this guy you know maybe he sounds like a tinfoil hat guy to me a little bit but maybe I should not throw it away as as Fugazi Fugazi and just do my own research on Maybe there could be some merit to this and go down those rabbit holes and see what you find. I'm not telling you to believe anything. I, I think you should think I'm crazy and you should you should try and figure out your own. Because if you if you whether no matter what side of an, any argument you're on, if you just hear one perspective and then you take that as a matter of fact, you are not you're not developing your own your own ideations, your own thought processes. You're not utilizing the gift that you have of free will and critical thought. So please do think I'm crazy, but then actually go take that information and go, okay, let me, let me do some self-research into this. And I think you may be flabbergasted by the things that you find. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I watched the Hollywood documentary, uh, with the ex stunt man. Um, like that was crazy. And as a kid who, as a guy who grew up with childhood cancer, like, do I know the medical system like the back of my hand? No, but I've experienced the medical system. Yeah, absolutely. Do I think they could have cured my cancer without destroying my body? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I firmly believe that to this day. But uh, and also just listen to the lyrics of the man who killed Triple X. If you really know who it is, you know who it is. He is the yep, most popular yep, yep, hip hop yep, yep. artist of all time. Yep. And yep, yep, yep. if you listen to his lyrics, he he literally states that he kills Triple X. And in several if you go on the rabbit actually, hole, I, if you get on the rabbit holes of this man too, he is not he is not as zesty or as uh feminine as he may seem. He is very think, vile and he is very and I used to love him. I listened to him religiously. He was my top Spotify artist for years and years. I used to love Same. his R&B. Not anymore. I don't listen to him anymore. I, I'll be honest. I do still listen to his music. I, I like the music, but I, I understand the – and I, I hear the uh, I hear the verbiage of what's actually happening on the back end. But uh, obviously, this is a do-your-own-research to verify what he said. I'm not going to drop the name uh, or the name of his brand, but – uh, an interesting uh, little, uh, oh, you know, the there's owl. The, an, the owl. Moloch is an owl, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's weird, bro. Triple X never shoot below the neck. For, uh, only time I ever shoot below the neck. Just do what you will with that information, bro. Yes. Yeah. 
crazy. So yeah, dude, Cooper, you're <laughs> yeah, man. I know you know, dude. Real recognize the real ones. Yeah, it's a third eye, third eye connection. But yeah, yeah. man, thanks for thanks for hopping on the show. Um, it was a really fun time. Probably one of my uh with with you and my guy noah these are definitely the interviews that i always look forward to um thank you for for sharing your insight on nfts crypto uh spirituality uh all the all the stuff because i think they're all interlinked like you said and all our businesses are interlinked in that way too i i totally feel that with you and we're definitely going to do more shows together because i definitely uh get a lot of great this reminds me of the um I get like a Joe Rogan. Um, what? Oh God! What's that comedian's name? He's so funny. He's got his own show, Two Bears. Fuck, Tim Dillon? Is it Tim Dillon Is or Tom Tim Segura? Dillon? I get like Joe Rogan, Tom Segura type of vibes. Okay, nice, bro. Nice. I love it. I love it. It's it's <laughs> a little bit of humor mixed in with some like deep talk that's actually like <laughs> somewhat red pilled, but uh, I fucking love it. This is what I'm here for, man. So. Thank you for uh, coming on the show. Yeah, dude. Thank you for inviting me. I'm I'm super hyped. I've been I've been on a podcast bender the last week, bro. This is my fifth podcast this week. I'm I'm practicing the Andrew Tate model. You're familiar with the Andrew Tate model? Yeah. The way he blew up so massive was because he he built something. He built his back end, his business. He built it up and had a sustainable offering, something that was ready to scale. And then he went on freaking thousands and thousands of interviews real fast, back to back to back, boom, 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 in three months. And then he took his army of true fans and had them clip, clip, clip everything and put him – he was a poster child of the internet immediately from, yeah. from nothing to all over the internet. And I, I think that's – I think that is the model. I think that's the way to blow up. So I'm, I'm, I'm going down that em- endeavor right now. And the beautiful thing is I feel like I'm leveling up so much by having these, these profound conversations with so many different founders and entrepreneurs and creatives and, and spiritual beings about all these different topics that, you know, e- each of us is a, is a, a, a subject matter expert in a shmi. And it's just like, it's leveling me up just being part of these conversations. And mm. it's, 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 uh, I love it, dude. I, I couldn't. It, this is public speaking. Definitely. You said you want to be a public speaker. This Absolutely. is public speaking. It's just we're not standing in front of people live, but we're yeah. standing in front of them digitally. And I've and I've done both. I've I've spoken in front of thousands of people uh, in, in in a live setting, trying to yeah. talk about one of my most vulnerable points in my life, which was my childhood, and like building off of that with this podcast is what I love, and I love talking to like minded people. And I love your method right now. I think it's, I think it's actually a splendid idea. Um, like I actually just got invited to an interview with a girl who has a sclero, I think it's scleroderma. Um, and she talks about dating, how it's hard to date with that type of, you know, kind of hurdle because, you know, it's, it's kind of hard in that dating world when, you know, you have Raynaud's disease and like kind of these things that can hold you back when you have a stroke uh, at a young age. Um, and, you know, kind of relating my relationship ending, you know, four months ago, five months ago, like that, like that was a parallel and talking about men's mental health, like she reached out and we're going to do like an episode on that. And like, it's, is it related to what I'm doing? Not really. But when you find avenues to promote yourself, that is, 
spiritually aligned, which is what you're doing, that's how you're going to grow. And, you know, Tate did that in a very radical way, but like he said a lot of things that really actually made a lot of sense. And people will never see that because they'll just take the sound bites of like, you know, what he said about like women or what he said about like certain aspects of masculinity. Like he made a lot of sense. And, you know, it's just, that's what you got to do. You got to be polarizing and to get people's yeah. attention. And 100%. That's what you're doing. And I fucking love it, man. You're you're killing it. I, I love talking with you. I'm definitely going to have to have you on more just from a sense of uh, you, you just you just give great conversation and you just give a uh, great energy to the listeners that want to get into crypto. Thank you, Cooper. I appreciate that. And to all your, your listeners, anyone that connects with me uh, and wants to learn a little bit more, uh, you, you obviously have Cooper as a resource and you can pick his brain on crypto. But if there's a specific uh, area uh, under the, the umbrella of blockchain that you want to pick my brain on, please do not hesitate to reach out because I, I love having conversations with people. Uh, I, I really want to instill in everyone's mind that there is absolutely no such thing as a stupid question because if you're concerned and intimidated by asking a question because you're like, oh, he, he's, he already knows all about this and he's going to think I'm dumb for asking this and not knowing about it. It's like, no, that's not it, bro. Like, you, you please do ask because you're not going to find out the answer unless you you gather up the balls to ask and, and figure it out. So please, <laughs> please do not hesitate to ask any question. I'm, I'm more than willing to be a resource for people and, and help them grow. I uh, you can't you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. I've got red pills on deck. And I, 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 I'm not going to force you to do anything with your life. I'm not even, when I give you information, I'm not even going to expect that you do it. It's that's your life. That's your call. That's your prerogative. Do whatever you will with the information I provide you, but I am here to help. And I, I think that's a large part of my PFE purpose for existing is, is helping other humans, uh, develop, uh, their own course and direction and helping them stay on target with that. I love it. It's, it's very, it's self-empowering for me because to see, the information that I have in my head that I'm executing on uh, take place in someone else's life and then see the tangible yield in real world application for them. Uh, I, it invigorates, it fires me up, bro. Like, so yeah, love, I, I love you guys. I love you, Cooper. This is, this is dope. Thank you. I love you too, man. Thank you for, thank you for a great just experience and uh, really excited to see where you go with all this and excited to, uh, work with you on some on some cool things too so thank you for your time brother appreciate you yes sir